0: The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Everybody. Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports and FAL Podcast, um, where Brent's and joined currently by Emery Hunt and Alex Selstix, a.k.a. Prop Stars. Katie Mox will be along shortly, maybe, possibly. Um, Emory may duck out, Alex may duck out. I made a solo pod on some early lines. Who the hell knows? Um, last episode we recorded on Sunday night. Of course, recapping week 13, discussing the 49ers' revenge game. Mm. We were in that jersey on Thursday,
1: Prop. I, I am Brinson, but I do I know Katie's not here, and I will congratulate her when she does ultimately arrive. If she does, in fact, arrive. Oh, it looks like she's wow. here. There she is, the woman of the hour. Yeah. Katie Mox. Congratulations, Katie. I wanted to tip my hat to you cap to you. The Thank 49ers you. had the phenomenal victory. But even more impressive than the 49ers, guys, is Katie is on absolute fire right now. Back yeah. to back, phenomenal weeks. She is nine and zero against the spread in her last nine picks. So phenomenal job. Fantastic.
2: Baby. Thanks, Cross. Very, very Thanks. happy for you. Look, I went um, zero and six earlier in the season. So we just we deserve a little positive regression here. I'm uh, uh, I'm oh yeah, I'm well. three and two. The
0: Jaguars, uh the Jaguars waiting as well. So all right, that's good news. Good. News. I, I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't bragging. I was like checking to see how I did on my I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> how did I do? Um before we dive in, I don't know why I'm acting like I'm still hosting. I'm not, um or no, we you are, are. We're both. You, are, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, you, it's yeah, it's it is what it is. Um I'm curious what you think because I'm actually struggling with this in a way. So uh, Jeff Kerr, I'm gonna I'm gonna send this in during the show, but Jeff Kerr basically asked uh, a writer CBS writers. I, I don't know. If, I mean, it was, he just sent it to a couple of threads. I don't know if you guys saw it or not, but it was like trying to put together a committee for uh, what four NFL teams would be. By the way, this episode of Pick Six is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Teams of the playoff, college football playoff. We're going to make it more. FSU left out, extremely controversial. Curious if you guys had to do a four-team NFL playoff, college football playoff style. Like adhere to the rules. Like you can, you can be like, no, nah, I don't care. The Dolphins haven't played anybody. They out. Like I think the the Niners are Michigan, ironically, the one seed Harbaugh's old team. Uh, I think the Eagles. It would be difficult to leave the Eagles out with ten wins. Yeah, and they're only two. who do they lose to the.
2: The Jets yes. and the Niners, right? right. The Jets. Yeah. I couldn't
0: think of the other loss. Slightly so quick. Like you got a fluke loss. They've handled. They've handled their business. They've won the games. It would be difficult to leave them out of there. Maybe they would sort of be. Um, I think maybe they would be. Uh, they would be Texas. It's like your only loss is like to Alabama. You know, it's like all right, that's a pretty good loss. Um, I think the third team easily would be the Ravens, who were the number one seed. Now the Dolphins are the number one seed. So I'm curious, like, did anybody disagree with those three teams?
1: No, nope, those so are my theory or
2: well. Niners, Eagles, Eagles, and Ravens. Ravens. No, don't disagree.
3: Who no, the is the fourth team?
2: Wait, Dolphins. wait, wait. Emery disagrees.
3: What's that? Dolphins are the fourth team, in my opinion. Oh. Yeah. I mean,
0: I think well, I mean, your your choices are the Dolphins, the Cowboys,
1: Chiefs, the Jaguars,
0: and the Chiefs, I think, or, and the Lions. And so you you basically be like, all right, who has the best body of work? Are the Dolphins the hottest team? The Dolphins haven't beat anybody with a winning record.
2: I think I think the, the Lions and the Chiefs are out. Okay. And I would say it's between the, the Dolphins and the Cowboys because the Cowboys are playing pretty good ball recently. And I think, unfortunately, they might beat the Eagles next the
0: week. The Jaguars, I think the Jaguars could make a case that they just curb stomp the, the Bengals tonight on Monday Night Football.
1: You'd be uh, nine and three. Have, yeah, I mean, yeah. I would agree with that. I would also be curious if these teams played on a neutral site. Who would be favored? And I yes. honestly believe that Kansas City would be favored that's, versus that's, all that's these the, teams.
0: That's the thing that I can see. That's I kind of want to put the Chiefs in. In a they way, my four team. It's, it's like, look, you want to put the best team. They're not playing the best right now, but like, he's Patrick Mahomes in a one game, in like a in a two game stretch. Like, do if who do the who do the other three teams not want in there? And the answer is Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs.
1: Agreed. And on a neutral site, I really think the Chiefs would be favored against all of those teams.
0: Yeah, and the Chiefs beat Miami. Yeah, they beat uh they beat uh, Jacksonville as well. My fourth um, is going
2: to be the Cowboys. I don't think any of these. I think the Cowboys are.
0: was are rolling Cowboys. right now, dude. Yeah, I think I think it's I think it's a great example of why the college football playoff needs to expand, why it's flawed at four teams, and why like Florida Senators are threatening like. Uh, like to pass bills and Florida State is trying to like sue NC State or something because, like, our athletic director is ahead of the committee. At any rate, I, I so so Emory says Dolphins, Prop says Chiefs, Katie says Cowboys. I, the boot Corrigan of this exercise, uh, also <laughs> lean towards the Chiefs. So that's I think the Chiefs would be my fourth team just because I think, but but like, I, I'm I am I would be fine with any of those teams, the Lions or the Jaguars as well. Somebody, somebody, a very viable playoff team would get left out. Um, do go with the Falcons if you really wanted to. I'll do the mm-hmm. Falcons. Okay, week. Uh, right, let's uh the show. 13. Oh yeah, week thirteen. Uh, teams went eight and three against the spread. Away teams, uh, road teams did. Favorites went eight and three against the spread as well. Away favorites six and one against the spread. Overs uh, seven and four. Do we take anything into that, or do we go back and just hit the matchups button, Emery?
3: Hey, matchups, matchups, matchups. Yeah, uh, that's the easiest play for me. Um, under's been hitting a lot. Although I did get burned by the uh, Panthers in Bucks game mm. going over, I I should have known that post firing bump that that enthusiasm. But that was a good game. But that was the one that I was shocked that went over.
0: Yeah, and look like there's um there's also a couple instances where you're away favorites, right, uh, or favorites. The Texans beat the Broncos by five, but the Broncos had the ball with a chance to win and to cover that game. Like this is the, this is just betting on football and betting in general is like you are going to run into occasionally. You know, it's like it's gonna it's gonna come down to one play at the end. Russ trying to force a ball in there if, the, if his receiver goes up and get if he if he puts the ball a little bit higher and a little bit further back in the end zone, the Broncos cover and that number shifts drastically. The Patriots five and a half point underdogs at home uh-huh. gave up six points and didn't cover. That's amazing I'm not even mad. I'm I'm amazed. Like I'm impressed. That's 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 truly incredible. Um the Titans, their place kick their 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 placeholder gets hurt and they miss the extra point because Ryan Tannehill is the emergency Okay, that cat scared the living crap out of me. Uh, I just was <laughs> watching True Detective season one again, and I was like, oh, carcass of time. Uh, the You know, the, the Titans, that game shouldn't have gone to overtime. The Titans should have made the extra point, and they win, and they cover, they went outright. And so, I mean, you know, like the Commanders should have given up 45. No, the Commanders had no chance of covering. Uh, but, but you get the point. Like, the Buccaneers could have easily covered against the Panthers. Um, the, the Browns. Could have easily covered against the like that game was really close, and then the Rams just put it on them. And so I, I think I agree. I think to, Emer- to it's matchup. It's like it's matchups, and it's a lot of times it's you know you could be winning like five games against a spread if you pick a ball, and then all of a sudden you're winning twelve. It's matchups, matchups, matchups. Speaking of the Patriots,
2: Katie. Speaking of the Patriots, this Thursday night football game is going to be one for the ages. Patriots laying six at the Steelers. This total, oh, 30 and a half. It's Patriots only 29. Six. Patriots catching six. Patriots catching, oh, sorry, it's on here in minus six. Patriots catching yeah, yeah. six. So, Steelers uh, minus six. This total, 30 and a half. I believe in some books, it's already dropped down to 29 and a half. Yeah. It's, it's, this game is only the real sickos are betting on this game. And, by the way, you take oh, no. the under. Take, Only the real sickers
0: you, are watching this game.
2: Yeah, well, watching this game. I want to know. Speaking of sickos, right? This is – this is. I, I play the under on this. I play the under on the on the Patriots team total this weekend. I'm like, that's what I'm going to do from here on out. Because I'm going to get you in here in one second, Prop Stars. But I do want to say I want to know who would actually lay six points with the Steelers or even give the Patriots six points. I would lay six points with Pittsburgh.
3: Um, yeah. Yeah. There's nothing in that quarterback depth chart for New England that can deal with the pressure they're going to see. This isn't even about Mitch Trubisky and the Steelers passing. This is about the Steelers' defense versus whoever they trot out there at quarterback with marginal explosive weapons on the perimeter and a hurt a Stevenson in the backfield. This is going to be an ugly game for New England. They may get shut out again, and that'll be the third time this season they got shut out. It's crazy. Um. Yeah. The, the Patriots
0: scored zero points. Bailey Zappi, thirteen to twenty-five for one hundred and forty-one yards. Bill Belichick's post-game press conference. Just he's like, he's he's just lost. He's looking for. He doesn't. He has no answers right now. Um. The Steelers. Kenny Pickett's gonna be out for a few weeks. Mitch Trubisky. I whatever. Six half dozen. I think for me when it comes to those guys. Bad loss against Arizona. But prop. I mean, Patriots you, are terrible. Patriots. You is, guys. Talk, you guys Michigan talk about the, the Panthers.
1: They are worse than the Panthers, Princeton. And you guys talk about the real sickos taking the under. The real sickos would go over on this total, uh, in my opinion. But, yeah, when was the last time we saw a sub-30-point total here? Uh, Yeah, I was actually surprised it even reached – 30 points, considering how both teams looked, uh, keeping the Chargers out of the end zone. The Patriots' defense is solid. I do think they're going to have a lot of success, which is why we're looking at such a low total here. Uh, We know uh, Pittsburgh, especially without Kenny Pickett, they are going to run the football quite a bit. The Patriots' strength of their football team is shutting down the run, uh, completely shut down. Uh, the Chargers run game first in EPA allowed per rush all season long. So yeah, this is just going to be a low scoring ugly affair. If one of these teams can score a special teams touchdown or a defensive touchdown, I ultimately think uh, that will be the difference, but yeah, it's going to be tough sledding even for Jalen Warren and Najee Harris, who are playing very well right now against this new England defense. The Patriots are those
2: games where you mess around and, and, and you, and you bet that no team will score a touchdown.
1: Ooh.
0: But like the odds for it are probably usually it'd be like 150 to one. It's probably like 22 to one. No, no see. offensive touchdown. Yeah, first touchdown scored. No touchdown. Um, right. touchdown score. What? Well, it's
2: Pat. underscoring, right? It'd be yeah. It'd be under,
0: or first touchdown scored. It'd probably be probably under first touchdown scored. No touchdown scored. Um, Pats are nine and three to the under. Steelers are ten and two to the under. The Patriots also two and ten against the spread. The Steelers are seven and five. I would probably lay the six if I had to pick uh, this game. I would not want to mess around with the touchdown number, but I, I think. Is we I don't see how the Patriots the Patriots can't score. They are the worst offensive football, and it's amazing considering that the the Panthers exist on the on plane of reality. Rams at the Ravens. The Ravens by seven and a half total of forty three and a half. I mean, I think this is pretty easy for me. The Rams have a healthy. Oh, shout out to uh NFL Jam, baby. My Matthew Stafford Cooper Cup shirt. Cooper Cup <laughs> not playing great, but we've got a uh, Puka Dekua playing awesome. He did get hurt. Yeah. Um, so that would matter. You really need one of those receivers to be there for for the Rams. But I think seven and a half is just too much for a good Rams team, even against a Ravens team that has blown teams out, you know, has blown quality teams out, the uh, Seahawks and the Lions, quality NFC teams. Oh, that's right. Lamar crushes NFC teams. Maybe the seven and a half is too obvious. The Ravens might destroy the Rams in this one.
1: I think seven and a half is a lot of points. Look, so this Rams team with Kyron Williams has looked completely different than they have without him. Uh, they've scored at least 23 points in six of eight games that Kyron has been active and healthy. Back-to-back game scoring at least 36 points. He adds just a completely additional dimension uh, to this Rams offense we see them running the ball very effectively, and then they obviously have three wideouts when they're healthy, who are all very effective. Uh, two being Cooper and Puka Nakua being uh, just excellent route runners there. But yeah, I just think this Rams offense is humming right now. If they're healthy, I think seven and a half points is too much as well. Personally,
3: I'm um, on, the, on the side yeah. here. I like I'm gonna lay the points with Baltimore. It, it was funny about the uh, Puka Nakua injury. He you know had to get carried off, and then. A couple minutes later, he's catching big plays in the game. Like, yo, didn't you just die? About <laughs> yeah, yeah. You back in the game, making plays. Like, which one is it? So I don't know how what they shot him up with in the in the back locker room, um, but he came back in the game. So I'm <laughs> thinking he's going to be out there against Baltimore. The problem I have with this one, um, you deal with the the temperature that's going to be in Baltimore. You deal with that pressure, Matt Stafford that's a game i expect baltimore's defense to find the end zone in this one uh, i like the ravens to at least win by 10 but i also like the over two. so this one it screams yeah. stafford versus the pressure um stafford's pick 6 is always on the table mm. and i think the ravens know that hey we can load up stop the run and force stafford to beat us consistently from the pocket versus pressure i think it's especially coming off of the bye um i mm. like baltimore in the big spot watch them
1: it could have been a Paul Pierce incident with. Uh, That's what Pickard, I was gonna you know, say. He had a, yeah,
3: he had a... it was oh. funny because he fell on his. And I went to the whole thing in the green room. I'm like, oh, he fell on his head. He had an injury like that at the senior bowl, the first day of practice. He made a great one hand catch, hit his head on the turf. Didn't practice all week. You saw him. Oh, and then he get up and it was like, all right, well, maybe it's his shoulder. Then they say, oh, it's his collarbone. Then it was like it's his ribs. Next thing you know, he's back out there playing again. I'm like, did he just need a break? You know what I'm saying? Like, what happened? But I like the fact that he's out there balling. He's my Number two right now in terms of rookie of the year. And McVay, I've said this for about four weeks now, is my coach of the year. Because this was a young football team. And he has these guys right now, depending on what happens next week, in the playoffs. They was in the playoffs yesterday for about three hours. And then, (laughs) you know, you served them. But the Rams are playing great right now.
0: All right, next up, the Panthers at the Saints. Carolina looking for their second win on the season they are dogs by five and a half here with a total of 38 i gotta be honest <laughs> i can't believe that total is so high
2: well well what? 28 this weekend
0: actually, i actually you know with why no you receivers you know why it's so high well a lot of it was a lot of it played the game actually had a good game um he ended up being active you know why it's so high emory i'll tell you why it's so high
3: America's quarterback, maybe
0: America's in the- quarterback. That's right, Jameis Winston. Oh, and not to mention FSU left out of the playoff, and Jameis is like Jameis is almost a guarantee to start. Derek Carr's in the concussion protocol; he's got a rib injury. We're gonna get famous, Jameis, like slinging it FSU style. That's we- why this number is so high. I, you know what? I, you're right. I can't take the under. I was gonna say bang the under, but Jameis Winston involved. You can't you can't mess around with an under.
3: We, we gotta we gotta be careful with this because we've seen this story before where Carr, you know, gets murdered on the field, gets carted off, gets walked off, gets so telepopped James off, is
0: going to take his job.
3: And then and then Monday we find out, oh, Carr's good to go. Like, man, like, so I'm going to wait until Sunday at 12, 58 p.m. Eastern time before I have a take on this game, whether or not Carr is going <laughs> to start or James is going to start.
0: Yeah, Derek Carr is petrified of somebody taking his job. I think – I would look towards the under, but it is indoors, and J- Jameis James can put up 21 points in 15 seconds for either team. So be careful with that.
2: All right, moving on, Colts um, at the Bengals. This total, 40-and-a-half. Colts laying two and a half. and um, That Colts and Titans game, it was basically a pick-em. It ended up being one of the sharpest lines um, on the board. Went to went into overtime. Um, the Bengals, of course, are playing tonight against the Jags. They are 10-point dogs tonight. So this is an interesting game. Um, depending on how the Bengals look, it's, it'll be Browning's, what, second start, third game. Um, so if they can put up some kind of a fight, they've got T. Higgins coming back in the lineup tonight against the Jags. I think we could see some I, – I tend to think tonight's game is a little bit trappy. I don't think the Bengals win this game, but I'm going to give them the 10 points. So this is one I'm going to kind of wait to see what this Bengals Team looks like because let's not forget that you know Burrow was banged up in the first part of the season and Browning was getting a lot of these first team reps. It just you might mean,
0: Browning's get... third, third start by the way.
2: Third start. I thought, yeah. well, I thought he, he came started, in he started, he started,
0: against, he started against Pittsburgh and then he'll start tonight against Jacksonville and then he'll, his third start will be. Yeah,
2: I'm talking about, I'm sorry, I'm oh yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah,
0: Monday night football, second start. Yep, yeah,
2: yeah, so tonight is his second start. So I'm just saying he might be better than he has looked and then this line might switch out a little bit Emery. yeah i think
0: well I, mean, I think it depends on what do you think is gonna what, if you're watching the show monday afternoon or listen to it monday like before monday night football I, I would get i would bet the colts now i think there's a decent chance the jaguars win by 20 plus points in this game against jake browning this first monday night football game since 2011 in jacksonville like they are going to be rabid down there uh, I, th- I think they're gonna. I think it's gonna be a problem for Jake Browning. I think the I think the Jaguars roll, and I think as a result, this line gets like four.
3: Indy minus four, just because Indy's a, a playing like pretty good football. Indy's defense is the issue here for uh, Jake Browning because he takes some of the worst sacks that I've ever seen a quarterback take. He runs himself into sacks, and it's just remarkable to see him not get rid of the football. And the Colts' defense is opportunistic. They can get pressure on the quarterback. They can stop the run. This is a bad spot right now. You have to take Gardner Minshew over Jake Browning, and the Colts, I believe, will get their eighth win and going over a game and a half of their preseason total of six and a half. Jeff, speaking of the Jaguars, they're at the Browns. Another
0: scorching total, 36 and a half. Jaguars minus three. Cleveland catching some juice there. Um, Yeah, I think that this is a kind of a letdown spot for Jacksonville. Um, uh, Cleveland's defense good, but man, they're, they're missing Denzel Ward. Um, Cleveland's offense, Uh I don't know, man. I wouldn't wa- I wouldn't. I wouldn't mess with this one. Uh, like, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't like. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't. I don't really have a whole lot of input on this one. I think you gotta see what Jacksonville looks like on Monday Night Football. This it's a this is an ugly game. All right.
2: All right. With that, we are going to take a break right here. Stick around for our anticipation plays where we try to beat the line movement for the next week. We'll see you in a sec.
4: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: It's time again for our segment where we give you a bet that you should lock in early before the line moves to get you some closing line value. We also do you one better and try to predict where that line is going to close at. It's time for Anticipation Plays. This Anticipation Plays segment is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every Moment more last week. We had uh, Alex had Denver versus Houston, it was 46 and a half total. He said it would go to 45. What did it close at? It
1: closed at 47, unfortunately, but it did stay under. And it was an official play of mine, so
2: good. Brinson also Cowboys there. minus good seven and a half to eight and a half. I don't what did that close at?
1: I think it closed at like Cowboys
0: minus
3: nine.
2: Yeah, Emery got his line right, he was on the wrong side of it, but you did predict Niners three, and I think that's where it closed.
3: But I think that closed like. While we were doing a show too,
2: so yeah, it might have. Uh, well, oh, you mean like it didn't move since then?
3: Yeah, I think you it kind of. Well,
2: some books were three. I never, I never moved past three. Um, I had the Texans minus three and a half went to four, that did not happen. It stayed at three and a half. Um, this week, I'm looking at this line for the Cowboys and the Eagles. It's interesting because it opened at two and a half. It's already gone up to three and a half. I think it might tick to four. I can't see it getting to four and a half. That seems a lot for me, but I think it could move potentially another half a point. Um, just because the Eagles coming off of huge loss, the Cowboys have been rolling. It was a really tight game the first time these two teams played each other. Now it's going to be in Dallas where the Cowboys are dominant. Um, people love to to hammer the Cowboys as well. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see a little more movement here.
0: Is that... Me, I was gonna. I was, I had one locked in and I just checked out the weather. We'll talk about it in a minute. But, um, Chicago winter weather. Uh, don't, I don't know. Actually, I, you know what? I'm gonna take the, um, uh, and I, I, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm on, like, like I'm reading this wrong. I want to take the under. I would say that the line moves, the Bears' lines line moves on moves down. I was going to say it moves up. It's 42 and a half. I was like, that is way too low for a Lions-Bears game when the Lions could score a ton of points and Chicago has been more explosive with Justin Fields. Well, I just took a peek at Sunday's weather in Chicago. Precipitation, 75% chance throughout the day. Cold rain and snow. The temperatures are going to be uh, like in the mid-30s. There's a bunch of wind on like Friday, 19 miles an hour wind on Friday, 19 miles an hour wind on Thursday, I mean Saturday. And then on uh, Sunday, it's suggesting 32 miles an hour worth of wind. Oh. If you're getting 30 miles an hour worth of wind on Sunday, this line is going to close under 40. So I'm going to say 39 and a half is the final total for this number. I think the over is even juiced because these teams can run the ball like you could see the points being scored. But if you're getting that kind of – if you're getting a bunch of rain and a bunch of wind, I don't see a ton of points being scored by these two teams. So I'll take the – I'll say the under is, uh, is the point. What was the score
3: last last year, week one, San Francisco, Chicago?
2: Oh, the monsoon game, nineteen six or something.
3: Okay, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so you, so you, yeah, you, you might yeah. be too high, Brett. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah,
2: yeah. It can, it, well, I
0: mean, that's the thing is it could have up closing. Like, if I mean, it's Monday, so it's like early. It's uh nineteen to ten. Bears won, beat the Niners. That was the game. Trey Lance got hurt in. Um, sorry, Katie. Uh,
2: no, he won. Did he get hurt in that game? Yeah, I thought he. No, they had he lost that game. Yeah. He got hurt in the next game, yeah. but he. It didn't play well, but it was whatever. But
0: still yeah. think, I don't think we'll see. I think that as a result, like this line will drop precipitously if there are a ton of uh if the, if the weather, if that if that weather pattern holds. So just keep an eye on that. Thirty miles an hour wind ain't no joke. You can't throw a football in thirty miles an hour with the wind.
3: Pop yeah. stars.
1: Yeah, and I I've got uh I have a hard time wrapping my head around the Chargers as favorites over any team really besides maybe New England or the Giants but uh, yeah I've got I, I'm surprised to see the Chargers as three point favorites if I'm not mistaken over the Denver Broncos uh, I believe that this line will end up closing at close to a pick'em or maybe uh, the Denver at plus one here I know Denver obviously lost yesterday against the Houston. Texans, but just watching their team, I still feel like they're fairly balanced. The defense is solid. Uh, Offensively, Russ is playing uh, pretty well. They're able to run the ball. A lot more uh, positives that I can take away from watching Denver than I can watching the Chargers, who don't really have a home field advantage either. So I think uh, Denver ultimately wins this game outright. And I think it closes a close to a pickup.
3: Yeah, I'm going to go with the Colts. Uh, this line is going to jump based off what we're going to watch tonight. People will realize Browning is a detriment. And it'll also add to the the point that, hey, if you could have elite-level weapons on a perimeter. If that guy that controls the ball every play isn't as good as you need him to be, it could sink everything. And so I like the Colts to be at least four-and-a-half-point favorites going into next week.
2: I'm the only one that has, for some reason, I don't know why, any kind of faith in Brown. I don't think he's going to be great, but I think he's going to yes. be better today. It's just me. It's I can't. Just- I can't <laughs> wait
0: to. I can't wait to text you when, like, yeah, Brown I just, his second I just, pick six of the first quarter tonight.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't look. I won't be surprised if that happens, but for whatever reason, I just feel like he's going to be maybe because I just what doesn't matter. Um, this anticipation play segment has been brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment. More moving on the Bucks at the Falcons, Falcons laying two and a half, this total 39 and a half. Both teams coming off of wins. Falcons beat the Jets. Not too hard to do. Um, The Bucks also law, uh, won in a tight game. Emery, what's some matchups that you're looking forward to uh, or what you foresee in this one?
3: This is the NFC South championship game, right? Because yeah. <laughs> I mean, you think about it, uh remember the first time these two teams played and Desmond really had like all the, the fumbles at the goal line You know, one going in on the quarterback seat. Although he was running in and got stripped and it bounced out the end zone. So we saw in that game that the Falcons have the ability to move the ball. Uh Last week against the Jets, they ran really well against gang greens defense, which is very hard to do. Tampa had a dog fight with Carolina, which was just fascinating to watch. And granted, it was raining. It was a downpour. I get it. But I feel like the Falcons in this spot um, are playing much better offensively. Ritter had some nice throws against a very good Jets defense, and I just think that we'll see a clean game from the Falcons this time around. Won't fumble, even though he fumbled on the first what snap of the game Ritter did against the Jets. I don't think we'll see a turnover from from uh, Atlanta in that regard. So I would lay the points here with the Falcons. I would probably take the money line with the Falcons. I would I lay in the points like, and I agree with you. I'd like the Falcons
0: here. Um, Mike Evans, by the way, playing some awesome football this year. Yeah. Like, it didn't matter. He doesn't care who his quarterback is. That dude just 10 straight 1,000 yard seasons to start his career. Long, insane diving touchdown catch for that 75 yarder. Um, I have been burnt by taking the Falcons like minus two and a half or minus one and a half where they won. Like, I've nailed the. I was like, this is going to be a close game. Falcons are going to steal one, and they win by one or two, and you're just. It is infuriating. So uh, I would suggest potentially taking the, uh, the the money line there, even if it's a little juicy, just because that's how Arthur Smith likes to live, like dangerously and on the edge. Lions at Bears. Lions oh, minus my. three and a half. Oh my. Total 42 and a half. You see the over is juiced. I think it's already come down because of the weather. The Bears are seven and five to the over. The Lions are eight and four to the over. It's and I know the Lions are already down to minus three. I would go ahead and get the Bears plus the points too here too. I think because Chicago's strength on defense is stopping the run, and like the Lions are pretty de- decent against the run too. I just think we just don't see a ton of points here. I think they're going to have to run the football. Won't be able to throw the football if this weather holds, and it's low scoring. So you you take the team at home that's catching the points with a much more mobile quarterback who gives them that added dimension in the run game in Justin Fields versus you know Jared Goff who. Goff's playing has played great football since he got to Detroit. Struggled a little bit the last few weeks. Don't love trusting Jared Goff in weather. I think the Bears are a pretty good look here, Emory.
3: Uh, how, uh, how much, when, you said? 32 he, miles an hour. Goff, like, 165 pounds. It may blow him off.
2: His <laughs> <throat> he weighs throat> more throat> when he's wet. Yeah, that's
3: soaking wet. Right. <laughs> so he does <laughs> when he wants. But I think you nailed it when you talk about – uh The run game here is for me, it's about which kicker do you trust, you know, and that's going to be huge in this game. Who can make kicks? I'm going to trust a guy that has experience in playing in Chicago. So this could be a game where Chicago could find themselves moving up on that in the hunt bracket (laughs) in the playoff picture. So um, I I like Chicago here, uh, plus the points while it's three and a half, but I'm with you. I will probably sting the uh, under here more than anything
2: um prop stars I do see that Harry wrote that Justin Fields scrambling might be the difference here is this maybe a spot where you look at some Justin Fields props
1: uh yeah I mean again a lot comes down to what the number is what we're looking at watching Justin Fields this year I can tell he's playing a little more hesitant I think uh the Bears offensively want to protect him not put him at nearly as much risk as he was out last year just uh he was very reckless uh, i mean it was part of what made the bears dangerous and made field so dangerous but just sustained way too many hits uh and just long term that was going to just shorten his career so it makes sense that he's more conservative with them not really being in the playoff mix obviously they're trying to win i just don't know how many designed runs we're going to give justin fields if he is in fact their franchise quarterback or you know they are trying to uh you know uh maintain his health or his longevity in the long term so i'd look at him but not necessarily something i'm you know got circled with a ton of anticipation for i guess
2: okay makes sense moving on texans lane 6 versus the jets this total 35 uh, and a half Texans coming off a win beating the Broncos ending their win streak. What was that? 22 to 17, a little bit of a sweat to cover that three and a half. I would lay the six with the Texans, uh, and maybe look at the Jets team total going under if it's in the teens. Um, yes, prop stars.
1: I just want to shout out Miss Katie Mox for taking the Texans this past week, going head to head against the boys, against Princeton, and the fabulous RJ White. Yeah. So, tip of the cap to you, Katie. You. Just emph- just you. highlights how wonderful of a week you had again.
2: Uh, it's you know, it really is my week. I, I had a phenomenal bets, and the Niners won. So, I am insufferable. I am <laughs> a menace, and we're just having a good time.
1: And Nico Collins is absolutely balling out. Doesn't matter what wide receivers are available. Unfortunately, it looks like Tank Dell potentially suffered a season or he did suffer a season-ending uh, fractured fibula. Was having an absolutely outstanding rookie season, but just shows this offense. CJ Stroud just doesn't miss a beat, even losing you know his one A or one B. In Tank Dell just continues to play phenomenal football. Doesn't matter who he's throwing passes to, he's just been so good. You can lock up. If he doesn't even play another snap, he's winning offensive rookie of the year. CJ Stroud has been that good.
3: I was I just found myself watching that, the injury, and you know, you see the somber moments of the teams and the players. And I'm just sitting there thinking, why was he in the A-gap? You know what I'm saying? Like this dude, like 5'9, 145 pounds. What is he doing with the guards and centers, right? So that just blew my mind. And is this again, you didn't have to do all of that at the goal line, right? You could have had him out wide and not put him at risk of injury, somebody falling on his little body. It don't take much, you know.
2: What That's what is the, the update with Tank Tell? a he's broken
3: fibula.
0: Yeah, he's he's on injury reserve, probably done for the season, but I, I would
1: fraction yeah. fibula. I think he's done. I, I think he's Was having an amazing rookie season too. Yeah, really incredible sure. rookie season. Uh, yeah. and by the
0: way, like I mean, we talked about this a little bit on the show last night, but I don't know. Maybe don't uh, maybe don't put him in the in the at the goal line on the, on a running play along with Robert Woods. Yeah. All right. Let's take a break when we come back. A
4: game with a big spread and a big total for once. Next, Robert Half research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring.
3: All right.
0: Welcome back to the pick six podcast in FC West showdown Niners hosting the Seahawks Niners a hefty 10 and a half point favorite after stomping the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday total here forty six and a half. 46 and a half. This actually opened at Niners minus 12 and a half, I think. Oh, huh. and it's dropped down. The look at it was Niners minus 10 and a half. I didn't, I didn't see a 12 and a half out there. I just saw that on the, on the notes. I'm mean, going to trust producer Harry's great. His job. It's um, a lot of points. That was really good. Kind of a letdown spot, but you got a division rival. What's the didn't didn't Pete Carroll hang close with Kyle Shanahan?
2: The 49ers are 4-0 against the Seahawks in the last 2 seasons, outscoring them 120 to 56, including a 31-13 win in Seattle on Thanksgiving night.
0: Oh, that's right. They destroyed them on Thanksgiving night. I forgot that was 2 weeks
2: ago. In in yeah. Seattle.
0: And Seattle's coming off that t- Seattle's got a 10-day extended by, I think I would – take- already
2: know what I'm doing.
0: Niners team total over.
2: Bingo. 41 and a half. Bingo. Um, 41 and a half. The Kittle, total. <laughs> Kittle over re- receptions. <laughs> yeah, the um, team total is the total.
0: Uh, what would be? 10 and a half. You said 36 and a half. What? Uh, this 20, weekend it was 25 and 20, a half. It's probably 28 and a half or something like that. Um, I'd probably take the 10 with the Seahawks, I think, in this spot. You know. It's on the road. What? They destroyed the Seahawks the last time around. But the Seahawks have a full week. Like, like the, the way a team looks, you saw that on Thursday night on, on Thursday night with the Cowboys and the Seahawks. That was the best Thursday night game all year because it was with a full week's worth of rest. Like both teams played like they were normal football teams. And I think Seattle with a full week's rest will be able to get the ball downfield uh, uh, enough to keep it within this this line. But I, I don't love it.
2: No. Uh, Chris McCaffrey averages 165 career scrimmage yards per game versus the Seahawks, the third most by any player versus a single opponent since 1950 prop stars.
1: That is a very wow. impressive efficiency. Yeah, can't argue uh, with that. Seattle's defense is really cratered, got off to a very good start, particularly their run defense. But, uh, yeah, has really struggled down the stretch. Interestingly enough, it was after they acquired Leonard Williams, obviously just one player, but you would think that would have had a positive effect on the run defense. But uh, Seattle's defense has just not looked good, and they continue to look worse and worse. So certainly one to target if we're looking for overs against uh, against them.
2: Emery, any thoughts on this game?
3: You Will touched on uh, perhaps why Seattle looked like they looked on uh, last week against Dallas, and you wonder, th- th- uh, them losing that game, did it take the win out of the sails of their playoff hopes,
4: yeah.
3: right? Mm. So maybe they were playing like that was a game they had to have, right? So now you wonder about them coming into this ballgame, Um the offensive line played great against Dallas. I mean, Gino wasn't really under duress at all. But, you know, now there's a, man, now you got to deal with the Rams yeah. who suck you. Now you got to deal with the Packers who's surging. I don't know how much we'll see this, that same Seattle team in this game. So yeah. I would lean over more than the point spread. I would say over.
0: Seattle down to 22% chance to make the playoffs now. I mean, they were like as high as 83% at one point yeah. this year. Um, I mean you look at the graph and it is like straight downhill. Just that was one of our great.
2: favorite preseason bets was Seattle to make the playoffs. I mean the Rams
0: and the Seahawks, and it's all schedule based because you know, just the, the matchups, San Francisco ended up being a truck, Dallas, Philly. I mean, it's just like you see the lot like, of Rams too. So they
2: they have
3: no yeah. they have nothing to say no stand. wiggle room whatsoever. Yep.
2: All right, let's uh keep it moving here. The Vikings laying three at the Raiders, this total forty and a half, both some uh Interesting kind of quarterback stories and, and redemptions for both teams. Emery, who you got in this one?
3: Well, this is fascinating because the Vikings are on that slide now, which mm-hmm. opens the door for the Rams, which opens the door for the Packers. Um, but it's funny, we have three NFC North teams right now in the playoffs, right? They're, we had that with the AFC. Uh, the Raiders are, in my opinion, playing with house money. They're playing aggressive. Um and I worry about what we saw last week versus the Bears uh, for the Vikings. It could be the same situation here with a better running back in Josh Jacobs against this Minnesota team. You could blitz all you want, but all you got to do is break the first wave, and there's a lot of big plays behind it. So I feel like the Raiders will find a lot of big plays because they have a couple of options in the passing game, more so than the Bears do, and they have a better running back in Josh Jacobs. So I, I like the, Bear, uh, the Raiders plus the points here.
0: Yeah, I take the Raiders too at home. At home, catching the three prop.
3: Might see a
1: quarterback change uh, for the Vikings here. The, could see Nick Mullins under center uh, or the rookie Hall. Also, Justin Jefferson, I believe, is uh, slated to return for this game, which oh, yeah. will be a big boost for whoever's under center uh, for Minnesota. So, kind of a kind of a host
0: job to. to- if they yank Josh Dobbs out the week that right Justin Jefferson out. comes back, it's like, yeah, uh, like this, this guy didn't it's do one, enough for you. It's
2: one bad game though, I feel like you got to give him another
3: shot. They're,
0: they're just they're just walking. They are they're also down to forty two percent to make the playoffs. You know, you have the Packers. The Packers are the Packers are seventy one percent to make the playoffs. Vikings at forty two percent after last night. Like that was a massive, massive, massive win for the Packers. They have a much easier schedule um vikings still have to play the lions twice so it's like every this is kind of this is a must win game for the vikings um and i think everybody's right the raiders are playing with house money so i would i would i would back the raiders as well um if we're talking about you know this is do we see we this is monday night is that right this is a it sunday it's just a sunday game Why did i think it was monday night
2: well, we got no it's not three, Monday it's just a Sunday it's like Sunday
0: at four o'clock I don't know what I was thinking yeah. I
2: was like we got um, three more games to get through so I
0: don't think so I, I don't know why I thought it was a Monday night game don't ask don't ask me Broncos at the Chargers oh because the Vikings played last Monday night hmm. definitely not back to back Chargers minus two and a half total 43 half under juice the Chargers juice a little bit here I think I'd want to get a Broncos plus three and I would jump all over Denver uh bad loss but probably you seem to like that too
1: yeah, that was my anticipation play. I don't. I think the wrong team is frankly favored here. I don't have a lot of confidence uh, watching this Chargers team, not able to score a touchdown against New England. I know New England's defense is playing well, but Denver's balanced right now. Uh, the off Russ is playing well, frankly. They're moving the ball. They're running the ball. Uh, so, yeah, I think Denver is just a more complete football team. Uh, they're more balanced. I think they're ultimately going to win this game outright. I would jump on this as well. I think, if, I think it ends up closing uh, around Pickham or at least Denver maybe plus one.
2: we well, you got to think a lot of the Broncos' success has been um, luck of the turnover margin. The Chargers can turn the ball over quicker than anybody else can, so I agree.
0: All right, Bills and Chiefs awesome game we'll be doing a uh, nerds watch party for this on sunday on the pick six podcast so make sure to check that out chiefs minus two and a half at home coming off of a loss uh juiced to minus 115 the bills coming off of their bye week the total here 47 and a half juiced a little bit to the over um unless there is some nasty weather i think i would probably look towards the overall the Chiefs have been kind of good about uh I mean Chiefs have been really good this year uh, some decent some decent wind no 17 miles an hour they've been running Isaiah Pacheco a ton and I think you can run actually maybe you can run against the Bills I mean I actually I, I think I don't like the over I think I like the Chiefs though in this spot they're coming off a loss embarrassing loss in prime time you get the Bills you really need to find a way to win this one and Buffalo's defense just so decimated by injury that the Chiefs prop should be able to, is this a Rasheed Rice moment here? It's always
1: a Rasheed Rice moment. We know that, for instance. But uh, as far as the Bills are concerned, we've seen them be a lot more conservative uh, since they fired Ken Dorsey, just a much more balanced football team, which I think lends itself – potentially to uh the under here or just a low scoring game environment in general uh we saw kansas city just leaning heavily on pacheco i think we'll see a lot of james cook in this matchup i think the the weakness of this kansas city defense is up the middle so yeah i could see both these teams running the football trying to keep each quarterback off the field here so i think the under is a look in my opinion
2: emory what kind of matchup are you looking at or are you looking for in this one
3: I said this last night um, in our post-game recap. No one fears the Chiefs' offense anymore. So it's yeah. not the same cachet going into the Chiefs' game. Oh, my God, how are we going to stop you know Ch- Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, all these explosive weapons? Like No one cares anymore. So <laughs> what, what happens is now it's the run game. They can run on you, and they can stop the run, and they do a great job of getting pressure. Although they didn't do it last night against Green Bay, they can, and they've done it all throughout the season. So – this will be a defensive game. I like the under uh, more than anything.
2: That makes a lot of sense. All right. All right and by,
3: by the way, I was I don't know why I thought there's two Monday night games this
0: week. Oh. What forgot
2: what it is. Yeah, two Monday games.
0: Titans and uh, Titans at Dolphins and Packers at the Giants. Ew. Yeah.
2: yeah, well, we know who everyone's going to be tuning into one of them more than the other That's one, right. Right, yeah. um, and then okay, we got Eagles at the Cowboys. This line has moved to three and a half. Interestingly enough, taking the points with the Eagles is at minus one twenty two, uh laying the three and a half. Two and Six. a half is that even money? It's moved again to two and a half. No, I'm no. saying the over unders
0: fifty two and a half. Yeah, it's like this year, like the way the over unders have been moving around, like that five looks weird. It
2: does it? Does um I. I think I don't I, th- I I I don't really know. I do think this line will continue to move. Um it might get up to 4, you know, with the favoring the Cowboys. I don't really have a play on this game. I, w- I might wait and see how it settles, but uh, Emory, these are two juggernauts of, of a team and yes, the Eagles got blown out, but a win like that or loss like that is healthy. You know, the Niners had three games in a row where they lost and I do think they come out stronger, but this Dallas team is just rocking and rolling.
3: I will say this number 41 for Philadelphia had a flammable jersey on because they targeted him in the run game. They targeted him in the yeah. passing game. He couldn't tackle Debo Sammy, who's a wide receiver listed as a wide. receiver. I get it. He's like 220, but come on, man. They had, it was his birthday yesterday. They had
4: mm. 41
3: in crisis mode. So <laughs> I figured Dallas will do the same thing. Yeah. But the problem is Dallas doesn't have the threat at running back. So this will have to be all Dak in the passing game. But the good part is C.D. Lamb is their best running back because he's outstanding with the ball in his hands. So I feel like the, with the way the Eagles show, they are not interested in tackling in the, on the perimeter. Uh, the safeties in their corners, you're going to see a lot of short, quick passes to get the ball in the hands of uh, Lamb and, and Turpin. Um, I feel like this game could go over this total. It could look like what we saw from Seattle, in uh in in Dallas because it's in Dallas it's in ideal conditions. Uh, the Eagles still have great playmakers on the perimeter offensively, and until they get that linebacker situation straightened out, they may be in a back and forth affair here in Big D. Who smells blood now mm-hmm. and has a chance? Although they don't have the tiebreaker with San Francisco, but they still have a chance if San Francisco loses to get the number one seed. Certainly, certainly go win the division too. True.
2: Yeah. Stars, uh, you're, the, yeah. you're the Eagles fan. What do you think of this one?
3: Uh, yeah, I tend to
1: agree with uh, Emery here. I think it's a tough spot again for the Eagle. I just think these injuries are really starting to pile up, especially on the defensive side of things. Uh, yeah, so I could see Dax playing at a really high level right now, really spreading the ball out. Emery mentioned CeeDee Lamb has been absolutely phenomenal to me. He's in that top tier uh, of wide receivers, just electric with the ball in his hands. You're getting uh, contributions all over the place. Brandon Cooks is really coming alive. Uh, Tolbert, Turpin, yes, there's just a lot of options for Dallas's offense, the tight end, Ferguson, as well. So, yeah, they're just playing great football. I think they're catching the Eagles at the right time here. I do expect it to be high scoring, but I do uh, think Dallas's offense Should be uh, maybe too much for the Eagles' defense to handle at this stage of the season, with the amount of injuries they've had, especially at the linebacker position. uh, Just getting absolutely. uh, Jake Berger can eat here. Yeah, for sure. So, I'd be interested to see if the Eagles can put. I know the Eagles and the Cowboys are both in contention to land Shaq Leonard. Uh, That would be a big boost if the Eagles could possibly sign him prior to this matchup.
0: Yeah, I like. I I think. I think we see a ton of points. I would take the three and a half if right now, if you can get that, because this game. Probably comes down to a couple key plays at the end, and I don't think I don't think Philly will get blown out. Their offense is too good to do that. But Dallas has been awesome at home. I think they're, they're, this is a great Sunday night game great.
2: Please, please just be a great game too. Uh, sometimes these Sunday night games go a direction that we don't want them to go. That's going to do it for us today. Make sure you join us all week long for more NFL coverage tomorrow. Brinson Breach and Wilson are joined by Pete Prisco to break down his mm. weekly power rankings on CBSports.com. One last reminder to hit the like button, comment, and subscribe. And if you're listening to audio, do the same, download, follow, leave a five-star review, tell your friends to listen and watch the pod and we'll see you next time.